Welcome back to Just Jay-Z, a place where we talk all things hair, business, pop culture, lifestyle, and more. Here's Jesse to welcome you into this episode. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to Just Jay-Z. It's Jesse here today, and I have a very special guest. It's Jordan. So my husband Jordan is joining me. It's just us two for this episode. And we're really excited because we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship. We both kind of own our own businesses and have created success around our careers. So we're going to talk about that, how that affects our marriage, you know, the the working parent dynamic. And then also we did a little Q&A on Instagram and we're going to answer your questions. So let's get started. Peaks and pits come first. Are you prepared? Peaks and pits. Okay. Let's talk peaks and pegs. Uh, what do we start with? The peak or the pit? Usually I start with a pit, so I end on a high note. Okay. So I'll let you go first with your pit. Um, I would have to say that my pit was our flight home from Washington, D.C. I ended up... Well, everyone else got the upgrade. I was in the back, and I had a very large person next to me who was half in my seat. <laughs> and, and it's a five-hour flight. And it's a five-hour flight, and they were in my seat. So I had half a seat home, uh, half a seat on the way home from Washington D.C. That was my pit. I was super uncomfortable. Um, and then the peak for the week. That rhymed. Peak for the week. I don't know. I think that it was also Washington, D.C. Never seen it before. Yeah. You had like a whole day of exploring to yourself during our class. Yeah. I walked like 12 miles in one day <laughs> through the different Smithsonian's and the National Art Gallery. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. D.C. was fun. And that was cool that you came. It was like a quick trip, but you're, you're gone all the time. And so it was nice that you got to come with me and we got to spend time together. I agree. So, yeah. Um, I would say my pit for the week was... Probably the same thing, just having that long flight. I did get first class on the way home, so I can't complain too much. But I didn't have headphones. We had to share a pair of headphones. Well, I forgot mine. So on the way there, you let me borrow yours. And on the way back, you got them because you were in the bed seat. Um, so that kind of sucked. I, I don't know how I forgot those. I have four pair of headphones, like whatever. So yeah, just having the long flights, those are always brutal. And then I would say my peak for the week. Um, I'm going to Carrie Underwood this weekend, and I'm really excited about that. The downside is taking Jagger with me because it's going to be fun to fly with him, but at least yeah, it's, it's only like 55 flight. minutes. Yeah, it's not too bad. So, all right. So we're going to get into the episode now. We're going to start off with the Q&A and um, kind of talk a little bit about our backstory, how we met, what we each do, and then answer some of the questions. Okay. So before we get into the Q&A, we're going to talk a little bit about who we are, just so in case you guys don't know. So Jordan's my husband. We've been married about two years, and this is both of our second marriages. and. Jordan is an excellent cook. He's a great salesman. I'm a semi-pro cook. Semi-pro. I am a pro eater. Pro eater. Yeah. Yeah. Pickiest eater alive. Just kidding. That's me. <laughs> um, but I'm going to ask you a few questions to kind of get the audience to know you a little more before we dive in. My first question for you is how did we meet? The short version. The short version. Okay. So I knew who you were for years. Um, the Utah social circle, I feel, is like small. Is very small. Um, and then I actually would say that like the way that we actually kind of started talking was obviously through Stu. Yeah. So I yeah. had a dinner party, love to cook. 
uh, Stu came and the next thing you know, you started coming and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. It's been a wild ride since then. And we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. It's gone by really quick. We have a two-year-old now. Like Life is so different from when we met. So it's been pretty crazy. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you one more question about yourself. Describe yourself in three words. Describe myself in three words. Wow. Put me on the spot with that one, huh? <laughs> oh, I would say leader. Oh, that's a good one. Friend. Mm-hmm. Social butterfly. <laughs> or maybe that goes with friend. Friend. Yeah, I think that goes with friend. Yeah, we'll have to come back to that third one. You don't know? Uh, not off the top I thought of you knew yourself pretty well. I do. But... I would say like opinionated. Opinionated. Yeah. Oh. Or like strong-willed. Or like like someone who knows what they want. Like you don't put up with shit. What, what would be a word for that? Like uh, you're not afraid to say how you feel. Would well, that be leader? A, 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 I don't know. Opinionated would probably be the closest that I can think of off the top of my head. I know there's another word for it, but yeah. we can use that. Yeah. Opinionated works. For but me. I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand with leadership. I feel like you're a good leader because you don't take shit and you know what you want and you don't beat around the bush. And that's helped me a lot in my business is like you've kind of guided me in certain situations on how to be a leader. And I feel like I've actually grown a lot since we've been married. So that's been pretty cool. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to get started with the Q&A. We've had a lot of people submit questions about us. We make our lives pretty public, me more so than you. But since my life's public and you're in my life, people kind of hear about you and what you do. And I thought it would be interesting to have you on because within the last year, you've had a career change and a lot of people can relate to that. You kind of stepped away from a more corporate job and now into your own business and entrepreneurship. So someone asked, has Jordan always lived in California or worked in California or is this a recent development. So I thought you could answer that and then explain what you do as well. Yeah. So I, I started at Vivint. Um, Everyone in Utah has worked at Vivint at one point. <laughs> I started at Vivint probably like nine-ish years ago. And what I did, so when I worked at Vivint, I started off as an inside sales rep. And then we had different partnerships where we would go to conventions and we would be able to sell the Vivint product, which is like a smart home security system there. I did really well there and, you know, became one of the top performers. And then they started launching basically partnership management roles Mm -hmm. to where you're the person that is uh, managing corporate relationships. You're in the field um, training um, different partners on how to refer Vivint product back to, um, to Vivint, right? So I did that for a few years. So I used to travel for the last three, four years. I would travel um, probably like 14, 15 days a month oh. all over the country. So I've, I've been able to see like all of Canada. I've been to now 41 states. Something cool about when we were dating was we were both traveling for work and we both like presented for our jobs. So we got to actually go to a lot of the same places and both do our jobs at the same time, which was cool. Yeah, and that that was cool for a while, and 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 I loved it, and I learned so much, um, especially about myself. Like I remember the first time I went out, um, and I had to go get a meal by myself. It was the first <laughs> time I sat at a restaurant alone and had a server, and I felt so stupid. Because you're a social person. Yeah, I can't. I don't like. But now you like alone. go to movies alone. Like I feel like you have no problem with that now. No, now, but it's it's a skill. I, I literally, for me, I call it a skill because it's something I had to learn. It wasn't something that just came naturally to me, like going and being not necessarily independent, but mm-hmm. like, I don't necessarily like to do things by myself. So I did that, um, for quite some time. 
And then um, I had a really good friend of mine, Colton, who had done the door-to-door for Vivint for like 10 years, and he made really great money. And basically, we had um, one of the old VPs at Vivint named Jordan Binning, who started his own solar company. And I remember when Colton went out on his first trip, and I was asking him, you know, how it went. And I picked him up from the airport and he's like, Oh, I love it. And I made X amount of dollars in a week. And I was like, you made what in a week? <laughs> How's that possible? And I said, if you made that in a week, it reminds me of Wolf of Wall Street. I said, I'll quit my job right now and I'll work for you. <laughs> and that's kind of how it started. So I went out on a trip and I sold two my first trip out for like three days. And, you know, I made more that three days than I did in a month. So I, you know, went on another trip and I sold three and the same thing happened. So I ended up putting in notice and since then Colton and I have built and grown our own uh, team and organization and um, it's been going extremely well and I love it. And I'm, you know, it's funny because I always used to like growing up, I always like think about like you know, I was still in the, the, I feel like almost like the learning phase of, you know, what I loved about my old job at Vivint and traveling was I was still learning, learning a lot, right? Like how to present, how to manage relationships, how to manage people. And I feel like that was my almost college learning experience that I never really had. Yeah. So when I took that um, those skills that I learned at Vivint and I applied them to what I'm doing now, I think it's 100% the reason that I'm have, I have the success that I have today. Yeah, I agree with that. You have to start somewhere to be able to get to where you're at because you wouldn't have been able to have the confidence you do now without that job. Right, right. And, and, and I wouldn't, I mean, I, I definitely would say that confidence is a part of it, but I, I would say more so than that is, is the skill sets of you know, any, there's so many people that say, oh, I'm a salesperson, I'm a salesperson, or like, you know, I'm a manager, or this or that. But, you know, it's easy to throw a title on it without yeah. having more so the experience in yeah. different situations, right? True, I, yeah. I learn things every day, but what really makes a good manager and a good salesperson, at least in what I've seen, mm-hmm. is someone who's done it over and over and over and over again. And, and trial and error and learning from trial and error and learning from your mistakes and other people's mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, something that I find a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a lot of like, there's a word for this. It's going to drive me crazy now. What are you trying to say? A lot of. You, you get this when someone. Validation. Uh, not validation. Like. Purpose. Oh, purpose. Okay. Yeah. So like I, I get a lot of purpose when, you know, it's cool that I can go out and in a week in solar and sell, you know, 12, 15, 17 solar accounts in a week and make crazy money. But what gives me like a ton of purpose too, is like seeing guys that started off and, you know, we're learning the process and now, you know, they're, they're top performers. Like it's really cool to see someone progress. Mm Mm-hmm. And see the growth like before your eyes. Right. Like to help someone grow to their potential is like you've had starters that started what, like six months ago and now they're like moving up and progressing. And correct. I bet that's really now cool. they're top performers. So it, it's, it's really, really cool to, to see people progress within that. 
I love that. So can you explain why you're in California? Yes. So the reason that I'm in California versus as an example like Utah is the cost of electricity in California is oh, it's more than double. It's about two and a half to three times the price per kilowatt hour, which is the measurement in which you use electricity. Um than it is in Utah, as an example, mm-hmm. right? So even though you can do solar in Utah, there's less sunlight than in a place like California. Yeah. And the cost is, is a third. So the fact that I can go, the reason that California makes more sense is because I can go to California. I can mm-hmm. cut someone's electricity bill in half. Yeah. And isn't it mandated on new builds too? Yeah. So it's mandated on every new home starting in like mid-2019. Okay. So that's, that's why I'm in California is because the earning opportunity and the savings that we're offering to mm-hmm. our customers is much greater than, than it is, at, for example, in, in a place like Utah. Yeah. Plus there's more sunlight um, in California. So how often are you there? Um, you know, it's, it's you, you know this better than anybody. It's, it's very much like. I might go out for two weeks and then come home for 10 days. I might be out for three day weekend because we have too many appointments and then back for two weeks. It just really depends. Like I bet if you like averaged it out right now, I'm probably there 60% of the time. Yeah. But you have freedom though, which is nice. Like you can come home for things and yeah, make have, it work. I, I have complete autonomy and that's another thing that, that I didn't, I had really good autonomy in my corporate America job, but there were still like things that I had to do. Like mm-hmm. there was still a 9 a.m. call even during COVID every single day. Yeah. And you have to have that in a corporate job. Yeah. And yeah. you have a bunch of guys under you that you're essentially training. And if you're not there to close the deals, they don't make money either. Right. And that's why we're progressing more people to close appointments. And then at the same time, recruiting more people to have appointments set. So that's kind of what's really cool about what we've done at Rise Energy is we have people that are starting out, have zero sales experience, mm-hmm. and their job is to go to people and see if they can drum up enough interest going door to door to set an appointment and get yeah. a copy of the electricity bill. And by doing so, there's no opportunity in the door to door industry where a first year is going to clear six figures in four to five months. Yeah. And it's cool because we have guys that have no experience. Like I said, like we have guys that are roofers that were old roofers that have now come out and now they have this earning opportunity that wouldn't be available to them Mm -hmm. in other jobs. Right. And then we have guys that came out last year and this year, and they're going to make three to four, 500 grand in one, in one, you know, five or six month period. Insane. um, With no previous sales experience or experience whatsoever. So do you feel like anyone could do this job or what does it take to do what you do? I think um, I don't necessarily like this is what I love about this job as well is, you know, when you're talking about most sales, it talk, there's a lot of skill mm-hmm. that goes into most sales jobs, 99% of them. Yeah. But in this position, it doesn't matter if, like I said, if you have, if you're the best skilled person or not, if you talk to enough people about saving money on their electricity bill, there's going to be someone who's bound to just say, yeah, we'd love to at least hear out the options. Yeah. And because they, we have that set or closer program, you can have someone that will never be a closer, someone that will never be like a, 
you know, someone that could close the deal, but you could have that person set appointments for you for 10 years and they will make incredible money doing it. Yeah. Are you still recruiting, like always looking for people? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're always still recruiting, obviously those that, you know, want to come out and, and have a really good earning opportunity. And we also have people that come out and do that and do really well and do have the sales regimen and experience. Yeah. And then they can progress into, you know, learning how to close their own appointments and then they can start closing other people's appointments as an example. Yeah. So if you're interested, follow Jordan on Instagram. He's in the show notes and you can always reach out if you or someone you know is interested because it is a great, great job. Yeah. And I've also helped out some of your, some of your uh, followers. Have you? Get solar. Yeah. Oh, wow. Even better. So even if you're interested in solar and especially if you're in the California area, California, Utah, Florida, Texas, I mean, we do, we can go anywhere. Yeah. We can even do a zoom meeting and stuff, but yeah, it's great. Someone asked, does he hate that you're always gone? (laughs) Well, I'm gone more. So it's really hard to, to complain. If that makes sense. I think it is hard that we both travel a lot for work, but at the same time, we make it work. Like you came to DC with me this weekend and I now am kind of cutting down and only traveling once a month instead of twice because I'd rather either come visit you or have you come home. And especially now that Jagger gets older, it's a little harder. So we are having to make sacrifices on both ends and we just make it work. But I think that something attracting us to each other in the beginning is that we both are go-getters and we both love traveling and experiencing new things and working hard. And so I feel like if you were with someone who didn't understand that or vice versa, it would be harder. But we both have that lifestyle and mentality. And so we get it. I mean, it, not that it's not hard. Like, No, it is. I I cry every time you leave, you, you know, but it, it, we both get it because we both do it for the most part. Right, right. Okay. Someone asked, if you argue and can't come together, how do you fix it? Um, well, we're different this way. Like I'm the type of person that's like, we're going to rehash and rehash and rehash until, until it gets done where, you know, you are more someone that likes to have a breather Mm -hmm. and it makes it difficult that way. Um, I've noticed at least lately, if we take the irritability and emotion out of it, we take, even if we take just a minute or two and then kind of come back to it think that uh it goes over better yeah and i think over the last few years we've learned each other's communication styles and i think it's important to know that like it goes along with love languages that like the way you receive love or even communication can be different than how your partner does and i think that's something we've both had to be open to is like learning how the other person needs to be communicated to i agree and you'll win some i'll win some you'll lose some i'll lose some that's just marriage (laughs) it's true Okay. Next question is what do you guys do to keep your relationship fresh while both of you work so much? I actually think that us both working so much and being gone does keep it fresh by itself naturally because of the fact that we do spend so much time apart that it automatically makes it fresh. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Exactly. So we haven't had to have as much of that being an issue as a lot of people I'm sure do. Yeah. Um, so that, that's I think kind of the important thing for us is that we still communicate while you're gone or I'm gone. Cause there are times when we don't talk all day, you know, and it's just like one phone call at the end of the night. But I think we still make that effort to at least talk at the end of our day right. or 
throughout the day if we can, because it is very easy to feel distant from each other when we're both working all day and I'm dealing with Jagger and work. Like I get distracted. I don't have my phone on me. You're in appointments. You can't be talking to me all day. So we try to make that effort at least at nighttime to like reconnect. I I think that that's definitely a piece of it. But for us, it's different because of the fact that I'm gone or you're gone, that it helps it stay fresh when we are together. Yeah, it's true. We get excited to like catch up on our show together or, you know, just we we spend more quality time because we know that you're leaving in two days or something like that. But you've been here for like almost a week now, right? Yeah, Yeah. over a week. Yeah. And you're going to leave in just a few days. So this is like a long stretch for us, which is amazing. (laughs) Okay. Someone said, do you want to have, actually, we got this question like six times. Do you guys want any more kids? Probably. Everyone knows my answer on this is always, I don't know, 50-50. But I think recently we've kind of come to the conclusion that we do want one more, right? Yep. I think that's the plan. So we'll see. I'm getting old. TikTok. I'm 30 and I'm two months. It's crazy. But one more and then we're done, right? You don't want more than... Yeah, we're done after that because we have Pete and we have Jagger. We honestly have it good right now, but we both kind of feel that there's just one more. Sometimes you just know that. So if it happens, it happens. Um, Was it scary for Jordan to go out on his own and take the risk leaving his comfortable job? 1,000%. It's it's funny that this question comes up because I actually, to this day, truly believe that I would have never done it. If I didn't have Jesse's support mm-hmm. mentally and fiscally, for sure. Fiscally? What is that? Oh, like financially. Financially. Oh, okay. Not fiscally, financially. Okay. But doesn't that mean the same thing? This, I, I think it does. I th- at first, I thought you were trying to say physically, but then I realized fiscally is a word. <laughs> yeah. So financially, um, you know, I remember like asking her and just being like, look, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm scared. Da, 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 da. And she's like, look, we're going to be good either way you might as well go and, and try this. And it helped that you didn't quit your job right away. You did both for a minute. Yeah, I did both for a minute. Um, but I went and tried it and prove, proved it. Um, I proved it three times. I went on three trips and closed like 12 between the three trips. And, and I was like, okay, well, I'm good. Mm-hmm. We can do this. Yeah. And so. it, yeah, it did help that I have a secure job and we were going to be fine regardless. But I think a lot of people have a suit. Like in the beginning, I think you got a lot of jokes like, oh, Jess is your sugar mama just because I have a business. But that that hasn't ever been the case or your mindset because you are the type of person that needs to have your own thing. Like you would never be okay just living no. on my coattails forever. Like you have to have your own. No, pa- I couldn't. Passion. I couldn't do that. No. As much as I'm willing to help with your business, yeah. like I have to have my own thing. Yeah. Or I will go crazy. Yeah. You could never just be like a stay at home dad type. (laughs) You would die. No. And I couldn't either. Like we both have that about us, which I think is why we have a great dynamic and like we're able to do what we do because not saying it's not hard. Like when I would work a ton, you would sometimes have frustrations with that. And then vice versa, when you're gone all the time, it is hard on me. Like I talk about it a lot, but like I'm basically a single mom and I'm working full time and it's not a normal job. I like have a lot of responsibility. So it's hard on us. But I think you put it best when you say you're building a better future for us. So it's a hard season right now, but it's going to be worth it, you know, especially for our kids, you know, like we're building something for them. Yeah. I'd rather build now and retire early. And, and when I say retire, I don't mean 
retire and get old and don't do anything. You I mean, mean golf every day? Just kidding. I mean golf every day and, <laughs> you know, coach sports. You're and always going to be a go-getter. You'll never sit at home all day. No, I'll never sit at home. And, and, and I'm the type of person that also can sit at home. Yeah, right? that's true. When you need that, you do it. Yeah. And I think that's healthy. And I have no problem. But you're not either. like, hey, I'm never going to work again or I'm going to call in sick to sit at home. Like you're, no. you'll, you'll prioritize downtime, but you're not like lazy. No. Which I think is impressive. I can't do that as well. I, I like to, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite things is to go golfing and go eat at nice restaurants and travel. And yeah. if I can do that whenever I want, and it's getting closer to that because right now I golf wherever I want. Mm-hmm. I eat it wherever I want to eat at. Yeah. And that's, that's the life for me. And my dad is very, or not my dad, Jordan is very much like my dad is what I meant to say with very like into investments. If you guys have listened to Money with Michelle, you know that. And now Jordan's at a place where he's now buying properties and putting money into investments. And that's now also helping build your future or our future and like your financial reward, right? Right. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's crazy because, you know, at my old job, it was good money and you could, I was putting money into investments, but you know, my goal for this year is to buy three investment properties. And one is happening pretty soon. Yeah. So I, I want to buy three homes this year that I can use as nightly rentals. And, you know, if I don't hit that goal because the price isn't right, then that's okay. Then I'll put that other money into investments. But, yeah. um, you know, it's not to go buy a Lamborghini yeah. or a Porsche. You know, you want to create passive income and there's no, nothing such as true passive income, but you want to create, you know, a revenue stream that can pay for those kinds of things. Yes, that's create, exactly what my dad says. All if the time. you can take your money, your earned income, have it turn into something that's making money, you buy things with that money. Mm-hmm. And my goal this year, more importantly than buying investment properties, is to change from spending earned to spending like that more, you know, that passive income. Yeah. Or the the income that's generated from investments. Can you tell the story about your grandpa? Because I feel like that actually drives a lot of like your goals and like what you do. Yeah. So, so my, my grandpa always used to, um, you know, he, he had, he had, you know, dementia toward the end of his life. And he always in his, all growing up, he would always say this to me, but he would always say to me, hey, Jordan, you're going to be the first millionaire in our family. And it was funny because this was like right after high school. This was like during high school. This was like even later on in life. And I remember him always saying that and always kind of like giggling about it and thinking it was funny. <laughs> but because of this opportunity of, of what solar has brought into our life, um, it's feasible and it's possible and it it's going to happen. And, and I think you've now set that goal for yourself where you're like, I need to prove to myself I can make this happen. And it's almost like your grandpa, you, you probably never took it super seriously when he said it, but now it's like, wait, I actually can do that. And it's almost like you'll be making him proud in a sense, you know? Exactly. And, and you know, it's, it's a super cool thing that, that he, he said that and he was right. Yeah. And I'm going to make it happen. Which I think is super inspirational because not everyone can do that. And I don't know, he, he passed away a little bit ago and I'm glad that he was, I got to meet him, Jagger got to meet him and I never really met him in his right mind, but I've heard a lot of stories that were really cool. 
Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Okay. A couple more questions. What do you love most about each other? Um, for me, I would have to say that it is her kind spirit. Jess is the type of person that is kind and nice to everyone all the time. And I also would say that it has to do with her drive and passion. Mm, that's a good one. Thank you. Um, my favorite thing about Jordan is that I've always and will always just feel really secure and safe. You are a go-getter. You take charge and control. So I never have to worry about us being in a bad position or like if we're traveling in a place I'm not familiar with, I know that you can just handle the situation, which is just kind of comforting having a partner that just like will always protect us and our family. I think that's one of my favorite things about you is that I can always trust your um, like gut feelings or your knowledge. Like I just, I, I feel like I turn to you a lot for like everything because you do have good knowledge and Yes, there's times I don't like your advice or I don't want to listen, but I think overall, um, anything that happens small or big, I'm always like looking for your advice. And I think that's a good thing to have in a partner. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, another question we got was, is the home you're in now your forever home? No. <laughs> I feel like when we were building it, it was a lot of like, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Like we would go back and forth. Why? What makes you say no? I mean, I'm good staying there for a long time, but I, I do doubt it. it will be our forever house yeah. based on the fact that there's there's stairs and I bet that we will probably end up in the Lehigh area. Oh, you think so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I really love our house. I love our area. I think it's a great place for Jagger to grow up. And I'd be fine. Staying yeah, there. I love that your family's close, but now your family might move. So if they move, then we maybe move. Who knows? But I love the home we have for now. And um, I think that we'll probably be there for at least five years, I would assume. Who knows? With Jordan, I never know, actually. It could be yeah, tomorrow could be. that we... It just depends. We're both like that. Like, you never know what's coming next. So, <laughs> okay. I think this one's good for both of us because I can relate in the hair sense and you can relate in, like, the job sense. Um, they said... How would you go about leaving a job to go out on your own and letting your boss know without letting them down? Um, so this is obviously coming from a stylist who maybe wants to go out on their own and own their own salon or do something. But you probably felt similar when you left Vivint, right? Like you were close with your bosses. And was that a hard yeah, my decision? My bosses um, from the very beginning have always said like, hey, like if there's a better opportunity, then we want you to take it. Yeah. So I, oh, had, well, I, had, a different, I had a different upbringing with Jeremy and Celeste and they yeah. were always super... Super clear and honest about that, and um, you know, it's it's the kind of mindset that I've wanted to take to the people that that mm -hmm. I have underneath. Like, if someone has a true better opportunity, then go for it. Yeah. But what I'll tell you is, at least in this this, you know, outside of extenuating cir circumstances, th there's no better opportunity. Yeah. Financially, and you have to do what's than, right for you and your family, industry. right? Because you have to do what's right for your family, right? And that that's what makes, that's the only thing that would ever have, I, I would ever lose someone to, and I would never stop them from that. Yeah. Outside of that, though, I, I truly, I mean, it's doctor money. They're, these guys, you know, don't have degrees. I don't have a degree. Mm -hmm. So they can make more than doctors doing this. Wow. And do you think the way of the world's changing with like college? Oh, yeah. I think college is a complete scam and ripoff, unless. <laughs> 
you're going to be a doctor. And you know what you want to do and you need a degree. You need a degree to be a doctor, a lawyer, something along those lines. Otherwise, I do not understand people that go to school. Because they're pressured or they don't know what they want. To get degrees in business, I don't understand it Mm -hmm. unless you're learning a specific trade. Mm, Outside of learning the specific trade, the best education that you can get is going is going and starting just start experience experience yeah is going to trump a degree every day in my mind i don't want to learn business from the most of people that teach business are failed business people yeah those who can't do teach that's why i'm a teacher just kidding (laughs) the reality is though is that most of the time in business that that's the case yeah that's true is that people that fail in business teach business and you almost see like your boss or the owner of Rise as like a mentor. And that's who you'd rather learn from is someone running a successful company. Someone that's done it. Yeah. Someone that's doing it. Yeah. And that's the big difference. Yes, totally. I agree with that. And that's why we teach business classes sometimes is because of the knowledge we can help others with. Everyone's situation is going to be unique, but there is something you can learn from everyone that's doing it. And I think right. it's cool that like in my industry, especially, I don't know in yours, but like there is a lot of... Um, there is a lot of ongoing education and a lot of ways to learn from people actually doing it in real life. So it's yeah. pretty cool. And we, we have something similar, right? We Do have, you? we have professional salespeople that, you know, we send videos of, we, you know, rise energy. We, we relate everything back to sports. Often, oh yeah. Cause know? it relates with guys and it resonates with you. Right. And you know, you got, you got example, like right now, Tiger Woods mm-hmm. secretly flew his private jet mm-hmm. from his house, his house in South Florida up to Augusta national and there's talk of him like last minute joining, um, the, uh, Oh, it's going to, I don't it's the it? masters. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, he just got in a car wreck like a year ago. Yeah. I remember, I remember selling solar to a guy that, um, was like the lead detective in the case. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And he was telling, telling us that, Oh, he'll never golf again. And da, 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 da. next thing you know, He's on his way up there to see if it's going to work out for him. So you can use that as an analogy of like, if you get kicked down, like you just get back up or oh, what? I mean, he's been, he's been kicked down, oh, yeah. <laughs> shot down a lot, hoed down <laughs> more than anybody. Yeah. That's true. But he's still kicking, he's still the goat. Yeah. I, I think that's something that every entrepreneur or person doing their own thing needs to have is that attitude of like, you fall down seven times, you get up eight, you know, like you have to just keep going. And you're going to learn from each failure, but that's how you grow. Yeah. And you can't, can't listen to, to anyone who's not uplifting you. That brings up another good point, though. Um, you know, and you know this better than anybody, too. But if there's someone, like, you know, there's this saying that you end up, if you hang out with five millionaires, mm-hmm. you'll end up the sixth. Yeah. If you end up, if you hang out with um, five assholes, you're going to be. <laughs> and it's crazy that when you take your circle and you hang out with those that you admire and want to be like the most, it's crazy what'll happen to your life and yeah. what'll change. They do say you rub off that you rub off on the people you're around and like the what your three closest, your five closest friends are who you're gonna Yeah, you'll be, be the like. sixth. Yeah. Exactly the same. I think that's so and smart. It's true to the core. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now that if I look back in my life at any given moment, the people that I spend my time with is exactly what I'm doing or I am like during that period of time in my life. Wow. And anyone that's a, you know, 
someone that you don't want to be like, mm-hmm. like doesn't mean you have to necessarily like be a dick or like no. cut them off, but don't spend your time there. Especially the older you get, your time is a currency in a sense. And the people that you give your energy and time to, it can either hurt you or help you. Yep. thousand percent. Yeah. I agree. Like I've had friends that looking back on those situations, I'm like, oh, I wasn't my best version of myself around them. And I didn't know it at the time, but it is very easy to just get sucked into their energy and their influence. And I think that you helped me with that a lot. Like when we first got together, I had a lot of transition in my life and you kind of helped me see that. And that's something you're good at is like sensing characters and like knowing what type of people you want to be around. And I think you've helped me grow as a business owner, a friend, a partner and all that. So that's been helpful for me. It's been great. (laughs) It's been a long ride. Yes. We're getting old, babe. (laughs) Okay. If you could leave um, people with one last piece of advice, whether it's life, business, whatever it may be, what would it, what would it be? For me, figure out what uh, makes you happy and do it. Simple enough. It's very simple, but it's also very complicated. Yeah. Right? Because it's know? hard to do that, to go after what you want. It is. But yeah. you have to make that decision. It's not, yeah, and, and a lot of times you making that decision isn't going to make you happy either. Like, for instance, I never thought I was going to be over here like passionate necessarily about solar, and it's crazy because yeah. it slowly transitioned from being passionate about solar to transitioning to being passionate about finance. I don't consider myself a, um, a solar sales guy. I consider myself more of a financial planner and using what solar can free up for a family's life Mm -hmm. to change their life financially. Yeah. When I sell three or four people in a day, I'm saving families almost sometimes you know, each family, $150,000, $200,000 over the course of 25 years, wow. you combine that with, you know, federal tax incentives and whatnot, mm-hmm. and you can take someone who's in debt and get them completely out of debt while also lowering their electricity bill. It's just, oh. it's really cool stuff. Both of us have that in common with our jobs. We help other people make more money, save money, have better lives. And also, I think both of us see our jobs. Obviously, money's great, but we both really love what we do and we turn it into our lifestyle. Like it becomes just part of our life, who we are instead of just like a nine to five, you know, which I think is cool. Cause it, it makes you enjoy what you do. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's great. As much as I love being home, like I miss being out there. And when I'm out there, I miss being home. So the it's, ultimate dilemma. <laughs> it's the ultimate dilemma, but it's cool because no matter where I'm at, I'm always like, Oh, I wish I was here. I wish I was here in a good way. Yeah. Right. Because I'm doing what I love all the time. At least you're not dreading going back out. Because My advice that I want to leave everyone with is figure out what your dream life is. Go get it. Don't be like Anna from <laughs> Delvey. Inventing Anna. Show. We've been watching that all week. She's a psycho. She is. It's insane how many people she conned. If you haven't watched that, you need to go. It's Outside insane. of her con artist stuff, she would be the best solar salesperson. <laughs> ever. If she had applied all of that in the right way, it could she been would awesome. have applied all that minus the out of control spending. Yeah. Um, she probably would have got away with it. That's insane. And, and, and got away with it in an. Maybe in a, done it the right in, way. Like, no, not. No, she would have done it. She still did it the wrong way, but she could have gotten away with it and had the money to loan everyone out. And who knows? Maybe her business would have been successful. But, yeah. Damn. You know. Ego and power and greed gets people, though. Ego, power, and greed gets people all the time. And it's, it's easy to get sucked into it. 
So to end this, don't be an asshole. <laughs> end this, do not be an asshole. Um, if you guys would like to hear more from Jordan, if you guys want us to do little segments like this together where we're talking relationships, life, um, business, I think Jordan has a lot to offer. And I loved hearing from you today. I feel like I even learned some new things. And um, I hope you guys did too. So I'm going to put Jordan's Instagram in the show notes. If you have any questions for him or if you just want to give him a follow, go ahead. He does need to post more. I keep telling him that. <laughs> I need, to, I need to hire a social medium. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really enjoyed having you on today and it was fun to be able to do this with you while you were in town. So uh, don't forget to follow the podcast page on our Instagram for updates and new episodes every Tuesday. Um, let us know what episodes you would like to hear in the future and we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Uh, bye. Thanks for joining us over here at Just Jay-Z. Just Jay-Z. Just Jay-Z. Catch new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.